The following is a CJBT Productions podcast. This is the free version of Music History Today, the weekly edition podcast number 192. This week, we mentioned music's connection to the events in Washington, D.C. this past week, and we make the case for putting Albert Collins into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. A couple pieces of podcast business to get out of the way before we begin. The first is that I am doing both free and paid subscription podcasts. As for the free podcasts that you will still find on whatever podcasting platform that you're listening to me on right now, Apple, Google, SoundCloud, CastBox, whichever, I will still be doing the daily Music History Today podcast where I'll still go over the music history and birthdays for that particular date. Those podcasts will still be every day for the entire year and for years to come. I will also still be doing the weekly edition and the EDM podcasts for free. However, the free versions, like the one you're listening to me on right now, will only have the news, the charts, and the Hall of Fame segments. I'll explain why in about 30 seconds or so. There will also be a free Friday podcast that I will post every Friday, which will be a podcast highlight show where I take some segments from the past week's podcast along with giving you a preview of some upcoming podcasts. Now for the paid part. I now have OnlyFans and Patreon paid subscription pages. On the Patreon page, I have a couple of tiers at the moment. Tier 1 gives you the Music History Today daily podcast, the full versions of the weekly edition podcast, and the full version of the EDM podcast, which will both have the news, the charts, the Hall of Fame, the music reviews, the topic segments, in other words, the usual podcasts that you were getting before for free. I will also be adding a minimum of four extra podcasts per month on this particular tier, being Tier 1. Those podcasts on this tier will be the Top Albums podcast, the Top Singles podcast, and the Top Dance Songs podcast, with each of those podcasts dropping one episode per month. The Music Halls of Fame podcast, which used to be free and weekly, will now be moving to this tier and will be a monthly podcast. Tier 1 will cost $5 per month. There may also be another special podcast added for that tier. It depends on the month, just to even things out. But those four podcasts that I just mentioned are guaranteed each month. 
That's a minimum of 10 podcasts a week with two podcasts dropping every Monday through Wednesday. One of those podcasts, of course, being the daily one. For Tier 2, you will get the Music History Today daily podcast, the full versions of the weekly edition and the EDM podcast, along with all of the other paid podcasts from Tier 1, along with a minimum of at least four additional podcasts per month for this tier only. Tier 2 is $10 per month, and it will actually be five podcasts per month. The additional podcasts on this tier are the Top Dance Songs by Decade podcast, the Award Show History podcast, and the Music and Concert Venues podcast. I am also adding another monthly podcast to this tier called the Music's WTF Moments podcast, where I look at some of the controversial, sad, and strange moments in music history. Each of those four podcasts will drop one episode per month. The Music History Today In-Depth podcast will no longer be part of the free lineup. It will be a paid podcast on this particular tier, but it will still be a weekly podcast. Much like Tier 1, it all depends on the month, but those five podcasts are guaranteed each month for Tier 2 only. That's a minimum of 12 podcasts a week, with two podcasts dropping every Monday through Friday most weeks, and that tier, again, is $10 per month. As far as the OnlyFans page goes, that is a $10 per month subscription, which will have all of the podcasts that I just mentioned because it is fashioned after the Tier 2 podcasts. So, if you have enjoyed my podcasts or you find value in the time and effort that I put into making them, then I hope that you will consider joining my Patreon or OnlyFans pages. I will post the links to all of that in the show notes. So, with all that being said, on to the news. We'll get to the music connection to the biggest story of last week in a minute, but we'll start with the Grammy Awards. The Grammy Awards have been postponed. Shocking, not shocking. The ceremony was supposed to take place on January 31st. However, due to the coronavirus cases and hospitalizations going completely out of control in Los Angeles, the decision was made to postpone the ceremony to March 14th. Speaking of the Grammys, Best Children's Music Album nominees Alistair Mook and Friends, Dog on Fleas, and the Okie Dokie Brothers have told the Recording Academy to pull their nominations, citing the fact that women and minorities were not nominated. According to a report, the Academy admitted that the nominating committee was not, quote, diverse enough, end quote. Also concerning the coronavirus, the good news for the music industry in the Virus Relief Act that Congress just overrode Trump's veto of is that the money for the Save Our Stages Act will go forward now. That will help some clubs, but it's way too late to help others. 
here is a list of the clubs, in America at least, that are closing permanently, regardless of what happens under a new presidential administration or with the money that's coming from the Save Our Stages Act. In Alabama, the Tangled String Studios in Huntsville, in Arizona, the Green Room in Flagstaff and the Chicago Bar in Tucson, in California, the Satellite in Los Angeles, Slims in San Francisco, the Graduate in San Luis Obispo, the Uptown in Oakland, are all closing. Meanwhile, the Starline Social Club in Oakland is up for sale. In Colorado, the Henry Strader Theater in Durango, Intrinsic in Montrose, Three Kings Tavern in Denver, Live at Jackson, Denver, Le Cour Denver's Art Bar in Denver, Hody's Half Note in Fort Collins, Local 46 in Denver, El Chapultepec, in Denver, and the Zephyr Club in Aurora. In Connecticut, Max 650 in Middletown. In Florida, the Funky Biscuit in Boca Raton. In Georgia, the Vista Room in Decatur. The Jinx 912 in Savannah. The Music Room in Atlanta. And the Country Club Dance Hall and Saloon in Augusta. In Illinois, the I.O. Theater in Chicago. In Iowa, the Mill in Iowa City. And the Vaudeville Muse in Des Moines. In Kansas, Kansas Hall in Kansas City. In Kentucky, Cosmic Charlie's in Lexington. In Maine, Port City Music Hall in Portland. In Maryland, the Soundry in Columbia. In Massachusetts, Great Scott AEG in Boston, the C-Note in Hull, Thunder Road Music Club in Somerville, Bull McCabe's in Somerville, the Once Lounge and Ballroom in Somerville, the Gateway City Arts in Holyoke are all closing permanently, Studio at 550 in Cambridge is relocating, they don't know where as of yet, and the Cantab Lounge in Cambridge is up for sale. In Michigan, the Majestic Theater and the Magic Stick Music Venue, both in Detroit, are both up for sale. In Minnesota, Honey in Minneapolis. In Missouri, the Ready Room in St. Louis. In New York, the state that is, Upright Citizens Brigade, Shetler Studios, and Copacabana all in New York City, are closing. The Well in Bushwick, Brooklyn, is closing. And the Burgundy Basin in Pittsford, not to be confused with Pittsfield, is closing. North Carolina, the Moth Light in West Asheville, and the Block Off Biltmore in Asheville are both closing. Ohio, Wolf Den in Cleveland, Thursday's Lounge in Akron, Stella's Music Club in Cleveland, all are closing. The Night Town in Cleveland, though, has been sold. No word on when they're starting back up again. Pennsylvania, the Brillo Box in Pittsburgh, the Rex Theater in Pittsburgh, in Philadelphia, Warm Daddies, and Boots and Saddle, and in Lancaster, the Chameleon Club, all closing permanently. Tennessee, Douglas Corner Cafe in Nashville, 
Songbirds in Chattanooga, the Willow Tree in Johnson City, Midtown Crossing Grill in Memphis, in Texas. This list is ridiculously long. Lizard Lounge in Dallas, the Blue Light in Dallas, the Gas Monkey Live in Dallas, and Tomcats West in Dallas are all closing. In Austin, the great music city of Austin, here is what is closing, and it's a long one. Threadgills, Shady Grove, Barracuda, Plush, Scratch House, The North Door, The Townsend, and One to One Bar in Austin all closing. Big Texas Dance Hall and Saloon in Spring is closing. And the Republic Country Club and Barbecue in Houston is closing. In Washington, the state that is, Rebar in Seattle, the Firefly Lounge in Bellingham, Tony V's Garage in Everett, the Swiss in Tacoma, Louis G's in Fife, the Pin in Spokane, all closing. In Washington, D.C., the city that is, 18th Street Lounge, Twins Jazz, and U Street Music Hall, all closing. And in Wisconsin, all in Milwaukee, Fire on Water, Underground Collaborative, Up and Under, and the River West Public House Cooperative. You may also note that regardless of whether these places either did the responsible thing and decided not to open up immediately, like back in May, or whether in a state like Texas, where they did have all the clubs opened up back in May, it did not matter. They're all closing. The Texas list is ridiculously long and astounding, especially for Austin, a great music city like Austin. It's tragic. Moving on. Neil Young sold 50% of his publishing rights to investment fund Hypnosis. Lindsey Buckingham also made a deal with Hypnosis about his publishing rights, along with his songs with Fleetwood Mac that he wrote. Semisonic frontman and songwriter Dan Wilson sold his publishing rights to Primary Wave. Selling your publishing rights is kind of the thing lately. I suspect it has a lot to do with not being able to play out and you need the money, so you might as well sell your publishing rights to a company so that you can make more money, I guess. U.S. vinyl sales hit over 3.7 million copies sold in December, making it the biggest selling month for vinyl in quite some time. Of course, none of this comes close to the sales of the 20th century when vinyl was, well, that was it. It was either that or you bought a cassette. However, people are extremely excited about people spending $30 for an album that used to only cost $10, so there you go. Tracy Chapman won her copyright lawsuit against Nicki Minaj. Tracy had accused Nicki of sampling her 1988 hit Baby Can I Hold You Now for Nicki's song Sorry, which wasn't released at the time but was played on a radio show. Tracy was awarded $450,000 for that. Now to the biggest story of the week. 
After years of ginning up hate and violence with birtherism, immigrants are rapists and murderers, etc., 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 it all came home to roost with some of the people who were actively pushing those conspiracy theories and racist thoughts, among many others, when an angry mob of Donald Trump supporters stormed the United States Capitol building in an attempted coup of the United States government. Those who are shocked that it actually happened are, to be honest, either ignorant or stupid or both, especially since the same thing happened at the Michigan State House back in the summer, and oh, by the way, they also wanted to kidnap and kill Michigan's governor. Now, this isn't a political podcast, or else I could go on about this stupidity for an entire day, literally. Here, however, is your musical connections, and it's plural. Among the retired cops, or active cops, and military members, both active and retired, who also stormed the Capitol, and they know this because some idiots tried to flash the badges to the Capitol Police, thinking that it was their pass to get in. Among those idiots was Iced Earth founder and guitarist John Schaefer. Shockingly, Ted Nugent and Kanye were not there. Also at the rally, but not part of the mob at the Capitol, was indie rocker Ariel Pink, who went to the rally and then, as he says, went back to the hotel to take a nap. Ariel was dropped by his record label after the rally, though, did not matter to them. Also on the conspiracy front with a music twist, you may be aware of the conspiracy theory about the COVID vaccines having a microchip in it when you get the shot, or job, as they say in Great Britain, along with the theory about how 5G technology caused the virus and the microchip has it to control your brain. Supposedly, the microchip is so that the government can track your every move because your location detection in your phone can't do that already? Yeah. Anyway, someone has released the schematic for the microchip that will give you Order 66. That's a Star Wars Revenge of the Sith reference for some of you people who just can't remember the prequels. Problem. The schematic for the device that will turn everyone into mindless government robots or kill them with 5G technology is actually for, wait for it, the Boss Metal Zone MT-2 guitar pedal. Let that sink in for a minute. That's right, people. Governments around the world are implanting you with a guitar pedal microchip in order to force you to, I don't know, love rock music maybe? You know, actually I don't need a microchip for that. I'm kind of already there. That's why I do this podcast, along with other types of music. Seriously, this week has been very, very long, and people need to seriously stop this conspiracy crap. Really, seriously, stop it. (sighs) 
Also concerning he who will not be president from noon on January 20th, his list of potential last-minute pardons supposedly has, according to reports, along with him and his family, two rappers. According to those same reports, both Lil Wayne and Kodak Black have made the final list of pardons before January 20th. So congratulations to those guys to sucking up to a racist. According to reports, singer Tommy Vext has left the band Bad Wolves. Vext has also had a two-year restraining order granted against him from former girlfriend, fitness celebrity Whitney Johns, who claimed physical abuse, including being choked. According to reports, Vext leaving Bad Wolves had more to do with his conspiracy theory and his anti-Semitic views rather than his alleged abuse against his former girlfriend, although I'm sure that did not help matters any. In sad news, Dr. Dre was rushed to the hospital after suffering a brain aneurysm. He is in the ICU, but is thankfully expected to recover. In the interim, though, while he was in the hospital, Dr. Dre's house in California also had a burglary attempt made on it. Thankfully, again, it was rebuffed. And along with all that cheery news for the week... There were some actual passings to pass along with this week, along with the five people who died in the Capitol Hill attempted coup, including a Capitol Hill policeman. Rest in peace to Jerry Marsden. Jerry was the lead singer and namesake for the Liverpool band Jerry and the Pacemakers. Their big hit was the song You'll Never Walk Alone, which not only became one of the biggest songs coming out of Liverpool Pool by a band not named The Beatles. It was one of the main songs for the soccer or football team of Liverpool, the ones who won the Premier League this past season. It was also a number one song in England during the pandemic, strictly because of the message of the song, You'll Never Walk Alone. Jerry passed away after an illness, not COVID-related. Jerry Marsden was 78 years old. Rest in peace to Alexi Lalo, or Laho, I should say. Alexi was the frontman for the Finnish heavy metal band Children of Bodom. The band was one of the most popular Finnish bands of all time. Alexi had been battling numerous health problems over the years. Alexi Leho, or Laho, I believe, was 41. Rest in peace to George Gerds. George was a character actor who had many recurring roles, most notably on the Amazon Prime TV show Bosch as the head of a Vietnam War vet's halfway house. Before his acting, though, he was a prolific songwriter who put out two folk-slash-pop albums and who was backed up on one of those albums by the same studio musicians who played on Bob Dylan's classic album Blonde on Blonde. George passed away after b- suffering a brain aneurysm. George Gerds was 72. Rest in peace to Steve Brown. Steve was an award-winning producer who worked on albums with Wham!, The Pogues, The Manic Street Preachers, and others. 
Steve passed away after an illness that came on after he fell in his house. Steve Brown was 65 years old. Rest in peace to Gene Rumsey. Gene was a top music executive at Capital EMI and also at Concord Records. Gene passed away from cancer. Gene Rumsey was 67. Rest in peace to Deezer D. Deezer, whose real name was Duran Thompson, was a rapper and an actor. Deezer's most famous acting role, by the way, was as Nurse Malik or Malik McGrath on the TV show ER. Deezer passed away from a heart attack. Deezer D was 55. And rest in peace to Michael Apted. Michael was a music director, or a movie director, I should say, whose credits included the James Bond movie, The World Is Not Enough. That was the one with Pierce Brosnan. Musically, he directed the Academy Award-winning Loretta Lynn biopic, Coal Miner's Daughter, which had an Academy Award-winning turn by actress Sissy Spacek as Loretta Lynn. Along with the documentary about Sting called Bring on the Night, Michael's cause of death was not announced. Michael Apted was 79 years old. This week, we're going to make the case for putting Albert Collins into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I would say my usual to the tail of the tape we go. However, Albert wasn't actually that kind of an artist because, well, he was a blues artist. Albert put out 10 studio albums and 20 live albums. Some of them did okay as far as blues albums went. Now, see, Albert's main strengths were in being a guitar-style innovator. Albert used a capo which is placed on the guitar neck and raises, raises the pitch. He also tuned his guitar differently and was known for his powerful playing style. He was also known as the master of the Telecaster, due to the Fender Telecaster being his guitar of choice. Robert Cray was influenced by him so much that the two of them put out an album together. Stevie Ray and Jimmy Vaughn were also influenced by Albert. Those credentials alone should make him eligible for the hall in most of the categories you would think, including early influencer, and yet, Albert isn't in. It is high time that the hall voters saw the error of their ways and inducted the master of the Telecaster, blues great Albert Collins, into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It is time for a little chart action, starting off with the one everybody wants to be on, if you are a musician, Billboard. The top album, Playboy Cardi with Whole Lotta Red, 
Top single, 24 Karat Golden and Ian Dior's Mood. Top artist, Taylor Swift. Top social media artist, BTS. Top streaming song, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. Top radio song, 24 Karat Golden and Ian Dior's Mood. Top digital sales song, BTS's Dynamite. Top sales album and top current sales album, Taylor Swift's Evermore. Top catalog album sales, Michael Bublé's Christmas. Top independent album, Bad Bunny's El Ultimo Tour del Mundo. And top vinyl album, Harry Styles' Fine Line. Top pop song, Ariana Grande's Positions. Top adult contemporary song, The Weeknd's Blinding Lights. And top adult pop song, Ava Max's Kings and Queens. On the country charts, top album, Luke Combs' What You See Is What You Get. Top song, Gabby Barrett's I Hope. Top streaming song, Brenda Lee's Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. Top digital sales song, Luke Combs' Forever After All. On the rock charts, top rock song, 24 Karat Golden and Ian Dior's Mood. Top album, Miley Cyrus's Plastic Hearts. Top streaming song, Chuck Berry's Run Rudolph Run. Top digital sales song, AJR's Bang. Top mainstream rock song, Foo Fighters' Shame Shame. Top hard rock album, Queen's Greatest Hits. Top hard rock song, ACDC Shot in the Dark. Top hard rock streaming song and top hard rock digital sales song, Trans-Siberian Orchestra's Christmas Eve, Sarajevo 1224. By the way, I believe this is either going to be the next to last week or the last week that you will hear about Christmas songs. I believe they cut them off after a certain point, and I believe that point is very soon. On the alternative charts... The alternative song, 24 Karat Golden and Ian Dior's Mood, that also happens to be the top streaming song. Top digital sales song is AJR's Bang. Top album is Taylor Swift's Evermore. Top adult alternative song is Camp with two A's. Name of the song is Officer of Love. On the rap charts. Top rap song, top rap streaming song, top rap digital sales song. 24 Karat Golden and Ian Dior's Mood. What else did you expect? Top rap album? Well, it was top overall album, so it's got to be top rap album. Playboy Cardi, whole lot of red. On the R&B charts, as usual, top R&B song, top R&B digital sales song is the same song that it's been for God knows how many months now. The Weeknd's Blinding Lights. Christmas still rules these charts, though, as the top R&B album is Nat King Cole's The Christmas Song, the album that is. And Chuck Berry's Run Rudolph Run is the top R&B streaming song. Top adult R&B song is Chris Brown and Young Thugs Go Crazy. And the top mainstream R&B rap song is Janae Aiko and Her with B.S., On the global charts, the Global 200 top song, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. However, when you exclude the United States numbers, then it goes back to normal. It is BTS with Dynamite. On the Latin chart, Bad Bunny rules virtually everything. 
Bad Bunny and Jay Cortez's Dakidi is the top Latin song, the top Latin streaming song, and the top Latin digital sales song. Top Latin album is also Bad Bunny. It is El Ultimo Tour del Mundo. Meanwhile, Selena's Ones continues to rule the top Latin pop album chart. As far as other international artists go, top Canadian song is 24 Karat Golden and Ian Dior's Mood. Top Canadian album is Taylor Swift's Evermore. Top Canadian digital sales song is Ed Sheeran's Afterglow. Top song in Japan is Lisa's Hamura. Top K-pop song in South Korea itself is BTS's Dynamite. On the UK charts... Top song is Wham's Last Christmas. Top UK album is Michael Bublé's Christmas. And the top UK digital sales song, along with being the top Euro digital sales song, is Asian Dub Foundation and Stuart Lee with Coming Over Here. And I think this might be the last or next to last week for doing this chart because I think they're about to shut it down. The holiday charts. Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You is the top song, the top streaming song, and the top digital sales song. Meanwhile, the top holiday album is Michael Bublé's Christmas, as it's pretty much been with the exception of, what, Carrie Underwood and Dolly Parton, I think, all year. The EDM charts, of course, are always covered on the EDM podcast. Drops uh, every Tuesday at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. As always, that is 4 a.m. on the uh, Chicago area, or in the Chicago area, I should say. 2 a.m. in Los Angeles and San Francisco and Seattle. It is also 10 a.m. in Great Britain, 11 a.m. in Paris, and high noon in Moscow. There you go. Moving on from Billboard to Apple. Top album is the new one from Morgan Wallen. It's Dangerous, the double album. We will review that next week. Top single is Taylor Swift's It's Time to Go bonus track. New chart for you. The iHeartRadio top song is Ariana Grande's Positions. Spotify top global streaming song, Bad Bunny and Jay Cortez with Dakidi. Top American streaming song is Brenda Lee's Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, which actually shocks me that Mariah Carey didn't get that spot this week. And the top UK streaming song is Wham's Last Christmas, which again is not actually a Christmas song. It just talks about last Christmas. It's a breakup song. Anyway, just like Die Hard is not a Christmas movie, it's a movie that happened during Christmas that happens to be an action movie. Just saying for the record again. On the YouTube charts, everything pretty much stays the same except for one chart. Last week's number one top song and top music video in America, Future in Drake's Life is Good, is the same for this week. In the UK, it's the same thing. Last week's number one is this week's number one top song and music video. It is CJ with Whoopdee. Top music video for last week was 
actually a different song. This week, it is the top music video and the top song, which it was the top song last week. I'm talking, of course, about the Desi hit from Renuka Panwar, 52 Gaj Ka Daman. You know, Indian music is actually pretty popular throughout the world. It's yet another thing that will probably hit the American shores eventually. After all, it did take K-pop a while to get here. Moving on. HitsDailyDouble.com top album is Taylor Swift's Evermore. They have not updated the song revenue chart in quite some time. I'm wondering if they're actually going to start that back up again. Hopefully next week it'll go back. On Shazam, the top U.S. single is AJR's Bang. The top U.K. single is The Weeknd's Blinding Lights. BBC One Radio's top single is Shane Codd with Get Out My Head. BBC Two Radio's top single is Ed Sheeran's Afterglow. Rolling Stone Magazine, the top song is Justin Bieber's new one, Anyone, with 9.7 million streams. Top album is Taylor Swift's Evermore. Top streamed artist is also Taylor Swift, this time down about 100 million streams. She is at 86.8 million streams. And the top trending song of last week was Playboy Cardi's Vamp Anthem. As far as new releases go for this week, slowly getting back to some major releases, at least more than one or two. This week, there should be new albums coming out from Midnight Sister, Shame, Sleaford Mods, and You, Me at Six. And that is it for Music History Today, the weekly edition podcast number 192. Thanks for listening. Audio engineering and editing, video editing... Writing, narration, catering, basically everything is done by yours truly. You can find us on our website at cjbtproductions.com. Our podcast is on all of your favorite podcast providers, such as Apple Music, Google Podcasts, CastBox, etc., etc. Look for them all under Music History Today when you search for us there. If you would like to support this podcast, our paid OnlyFans can be found at OnlyFans.com backslash Music History Today, and our Patreon can be found at Patreon.com backslash Music History Today. We are also on Twitter at Music History Day, and you can find us on YouTube and Spotify Just search for us under Music History Today. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 